Welcome to Kingdom Success University, where I teach kingdom principles that will transform you from the inside out. Building your life on solid foundation will provide consistent and repeatable success no matter where you are at in life. Some of the key principles that will be taught on the podcast are leadership, finances, mindset, attitude, and much more. These are the following topics that will be discussed in the Kingdom Relationship Series. The power of level setting. How did you come to this decision? What about your background? Family dynamics? Financial personality? What are your personal attitudes towards life? Personal development plan? Overview about relationship culture? Relationship culture part one, worshiping God together. Relationship culture part two, personal relationship to each other. Relationship culture part three, raising children. Relationship culture part four, qualifying outside influences. The board of directors, your top five influencers. Review and discuss each red flag from the board of directors. Overview for honor and relationships. Honor to God part one. Honor to each other, part two, breaking generational curses and strongholds, pre-engagement talks, engagement to marriage. These are the following topics that will be discussed in the Kingdom Relationship Series. Well, hello. Welcome to Kingdom Success University, where we teach kingdom principles in a practical way. I am so excited to have you here to hear this series called the Kingdom Relationship Series. Um, so my name is James. Um, I am here to talk about today's episode, which is called The Problem with Self-Deception. Now, I know many people may hear this and say, okay, what does this have to do with the kingdom relationship process? Well, it has a lot to do with the kingdom relationship process. Because for those who have been single for quite some time, or if you're married, but you were like single, <laughs> you were single, obviously, before you got married, um, uh, you could actually take some time back and think about like when you were talking to other people, getting to know other individuals, that there's been some interesting conversations where you're like, hold on, you're, you think what? You're in a you're in a, a mere relationship, but yet you're trying to talk to other people. It's just a lot of things that, uh, that are out there. And so I would like to really help the, the individuals out here who are truly seeking a partnership with the right person. Because the challenge that I can pose to you is that there are going to be a lot of imposters, people who are fake, people who are not who they say they really are. So how do you navigate something like that, right? Whether if it's on a dating app, whether if you're out and about, you're, in, you're at an event, you're at church, how do you identify people who are in self-deception? And so that's what today's episode is all about. So as we get through this episode, there's a few things that we will be talking about so where you can know exactly how this information will be laid out. So the first part is just the purpose of the episode, which is 
what is self-deception? And then once we understand what self-deception is, then, we, then we're going to get into where does self-deception originates from, which is really good. And then we'll get into how do I or how do you identify someone who's in self, who is self-deceived, right? And how do you measure yourself to make sure that you're not self-deceived as well? But then, uh, but then as we get further along, we'll talk, we'll highlight some scriptures that talks about self-deception, but then we're going to get into how do we avoid it? How do we, how do we avoid from being self-deceived, being deceived by other individuals, which is really the outline of this episode. So I'm definitely excited to talk about this and, uh, and I want to welcome you again, whether if you're tuned in podcast or YouTube channel. So just to get into this, let's talk about what is self-deception. So in the definition, this is Webster Dictionary, um, deception, here's what, it, here's what it says. The action or practice of allowing oneself to believe that a false or unvalidated feeling, idea, or situation is true. So when we talk about deception, it's basically an act or a practice. So what this definition is really saying is that in order for deception to occur, there has to be an action or a habit that the individual gets into to allow themselves to believe in some type of false are unvalidated feeling, idea, or situation, which is just totally not true. And so if that's the case, then like, where, like how, did, how did it originate? Like how did we ever get to this place in a world that is so beautiful? Um, you know, Bora Bora, like that's a beautiful place to be at, right? Like the, the, one of the best, uh, you know, places, destinations that people will go to. You know, we have beaches of the world in, in California and in Hawaii. There's a lot of places, beautiful places and a lot of great people over there. Well, for all of this beauty, all of the things that's happening in the world, why deception? Like why, why is there so much deception out there? Well, the Bible actually highlights this and I want to bring this to your attention. So in Jeremiah 17, 9, and this is the NLT version, New Living Translation, it says, the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately, desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? So it's our heart, right? So as, as we need to realize, as we get out in the scene, that is not a, it's not that that deception is just an esoteric type of word, but really it's a heart condition. And so in this heart condition, it's actually embedded in us to really have deceit. This is what the Bible's highlighting, right? In self-deception. And so so the Bible is saying that the heart is the most deceitful of all things. So it's the number one 
deceitful things of above, above all things, which the Bible never exaggerates any of this stuff. And it says desperately wicked. Now, with all of the things that are out here, the crimes, the suicide rates, the killings, the murders, where does that all come from? It actually comes from within, right? It resides in us, right? And it's just having an opportunity, action, or a practice, or someone going in their mind constantly going over and over, okay, what they want to do, right? So again, I don't want to make this episode to be so negative, but what, what, what I'm really trying to highlight here is that as we go out and we're saying we want a, a person who is one, right? We're talking about becoming one through this journey. What we must think about is, well, who are we trying to become one with? Who is it that I'm trying to allow in my space? And if we don't understand the parameters nor the, the indicators of like how, the, how things are operating out here, we are going to constantly be duped every single time. Because for the most part, for the most part, people genuinely believe the best in people. But then there's people who prey on that and really take advantage of that. So what this really does is to give us the, uh, to number one, to identify these, these things, these habits, these actions, but then also understand how do we navigate these situations to where we're not exposing ourselves to these individuals, nor giving these individuals our time. That is what we need to know in essence. And so here in Jeremiah 17, nine, it's telling us that the heart is deceitful, the human heart. And so the problem with deception is, is very deceiving, right? You can't, you can't build, you can't build a long lasting legacy on a lie, right? It's just, it's just like, it's just, it's just impossible. But let me give you the definition to deceitful because the Bible says deceitful. So what does deceitful mean? Here's what it says, guilty of or involving deceit. Deceiving or misleading others. So, so in this definition, it's already highlighting that the person is aware that they're being deceptive. They're already aware that they're misleading others. Right? It's basically, it's basically, it's, it's stating a, a fact or stating something to someone with the hidden agenda behind it. So yeah, I'm saying this, but really I want this. That's what, that's what in essence, what this is saying, misleading. So what we need to understand is, well, what is the picture, right? What is the picture? What, like, okay, I understand that all of this deception that's out here but how do we how do we see this in a picture real life story well i'm going to take you to a story it's john 8 40 through 44 and these were the pharisees and let me just kind of give you a just some history around the pharisees 
Now, the Pharisees, uh, I, I, back in the day when this is when the, the Romans uh, actually took over, uh, uh, built Rome, right? And, uh, and obviously they were one of the, the biggest governments, you know, in, in world history, right? And so, um, so the Pharisees, right, which were the legalistic religious people, right, that understood the Bible. Now, the Pharisees, it was, I think it was roughly, it was roughly a thousand, a thousand of them in, in, the, in, the, in the group. And what they would basically do, here's what the Pharisees would do. So they would basically go in, they would read the Bible, and they would be like, all right, the Bible says, thou, thou shalt uh, honor thy mother and thy father, right? And what the Pharisees would do is, instead of just taking that at, at face value, they would add to what the scripture is saying, or they would sub, uh, subtract to what the scripture is saying, right? Um, they would add additional legalistic things, like for instance, um, so uh, when someone would be invited into their house, they would have this tradition, and, and, and that, and Jesus would call it the tradition of man, which again, originated from the Pharisees. The Pharisees started to add tradition, which was never a part of God's, God's uh, word, God's promise. Human, right, brought this in. And so they would have this religious thing that they would do every time they would step into somebody's house, right? They would take off their sandals, they would have to wash their feet and then wash their hands and then they have to get on their knees and then they have to pray and then bow down. And like they had all of these religious things. And Jesus, when Jesus came in, he was basically unwinding that whole entire legalistic system. And so the Pharisees didn't like that. Because he was intruding in their in their uh, in their arena, and and he was compromising the very thing that they built. And so the Pharisees had a huge issue with what Jesus was bringing to the people. And so this is a picture, though, to uh, uh, to what the what the Bible is highlighting in Jeremiah seventeen nine about self-deception. And I'm going to tie this right back into the kingdom relationship process because what we must understand is that, that, hey, if we don't understand the indicators of what people are operating or functioning from, it's going to be hard not to be self-deceived or be deceived and <laughs> fall for deception as well too. So I wanna highlight this to you in this story, to show you exactly what it looks like. So the Pharisees at this point in time is basically now coming against Jesus. Now this is getting to a point where Jesus will be, uh, will be crucified eventually. And he's getting close to the crucifixion, but he's confronting the Pharisees to have them to repent. But at this point in time, there's no turning back from this. And so Jesus is highlighting this, 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 uh, basically their motives, but they're trying to hide their motives behind the religious 
legalistic ways. And let's find out what that looks like. So in verse 40, it says, and this is the NLT version. Instead, you are trying to kill me because I told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham never did such a thing. No, you are imitating your real father. They replied, we are illegitimate children. God himself is our true father. Jesus told them, if you were, if you were your father, you would love me because I have come from, I have come to you from God. I'm not here on my own, but he sent me. Why can't you understand what I'm saying? It's because you can't even hear me. For you are the children of your father, the, the devil, and you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there's no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Wow. So deception in this picture here is being highlighted by Jesus. And what Jesus is saying is that God is not a liar. He's drawn a line of demarcation. He's basically saying in this, in the, in these texts here, in this script, in these scriptures, is that there's a line of demarcation of what the kingdom of God looks like versus the, the kingdom of Satan. What the kingdom of God looks like versus the earth curse system for those who you know want to know it in the more natural realm. And what he's basically saying is that that in either kingdom, there's different motives. He says that if you are of my father, you will love me because he sent me to you. And he says, I don't know why you're not hearing that. And what he basically did is because he knew the truth, he's not blinded. He wasn't in self-deception. He knew exactly why they didn't hear him. It's because they were not of the father. See, Jesus wasn't deceived. But notice, they were. See, they never, now notice, they never, never, they never said, oh, we're not trying to kill you. No, we're not trying to kill you. No, we're not trying to, you know, sleep with you. Now, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, men, you know, men or women or people who come to you and be like, oh, I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to get to know you as a person. See, see, see that, see the, see they're trying to cover it up. See, they're trying to cover it up, but see, the motive is, 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 is right in your face. And Jesus already knows, so he's calling it out. He's like, no, it's, it's clear you can't hear, but I understand because you're not of the fall. So he basically said that deception was already originated from the enemy. Right? But where did it come from? Where, where it, it, it originated from the fall of man. When we sinned in the garden, 
when the enemy tempted woman and Adam and, and woman and they ate of the fruit and the, and the, and the man fell. Fallen from the grace of God. That's what happened. So now, what Christ is now doing is, Christ is now showing us and saying, hey, look, there's no truth in him. There's nothing but lies. It's part of his character. It's part of who he is. It's a part of, listen, and, and here's, what, here's what I'm trying to say, is that when we're talking about coming into oneness with somebody, see, it's not just oneness with somebody. See, it's encompassing everything of who they are because here's what Jesus says. When he lies, this is in verse 44. When he lies, it is consistent with his character. Meaning, that's just, it's a part of his DNA. So when you're looking at interacting and mingling with someone, what is their character? Because you know what the world promotes to us? Here's what they promote. You need to find the person, and if they have all of this potential, you fall in love with the potential. But here's what Christ says. Don't fall in love with the potential. Fall in love with their character. But here's the question. What is their character? What is it rooted in? See, and there's people out here right now mingling in friendships. And they're like, oh, you just got to, you got to be open. You got to be this and you got to go there and you got to just be open. And James, you got to compromise. Okay, compromising what though? What are we compromising? Values, beliefs, and purpose? What are we compromising? See, we think that by just being open to every single little thing is a great thing. And Jesus is saying, no, that's not, that's not really a great thing because it can lead you down the road B, which is the dead end and off the cliff. And here's what Jesus is basically saying. When a person doesn't love truth, they basically reject it. So when the person doesn't love truth and they reject the truth, they're subject to deception. When now we're going to get into truth because there's people that will take that and say, oh, well, are you saying that if a person comes to me and just says anything that that is true? No, we're going to basically break it out to you to where you don't, where this is not even confusing. This is so simple. It is, you know, you'd be like, oh, I know exactly what's going on, but I'm trying to take you on a road here. Now follow. Now Jesus, now this is the picture. Now notice the Pharisees did not deny that they were not trying to kill him. You notice they never said it. They're like, oh, no, we're from God. See, they're trying to hide behind the religious thing, which is God. I believe in God. Here's a tip. Not every person that says that, that they believe in God or if, if they say they're a Christian is not really a Christian. Hey, every person that says, hey, I'm truthful, I'm, I'm real, not every person is that. They don't know. But we're going to find out. 
what 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 gets us in that like what like what, how can we number one identify someone who's in self-deception because i ask people and this is the question i ask what does a self-deceived person look like what do they look like well i'll be able to help you with that but then we got to flip it on the other side too we got to self-evaluate and say are we in deception but that's what we're going to do here. So I'm going to turn your attention to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2 through 7, New Living Translation. So we're going to find out how to identify self-deception. And Apostle Paul gives us these indicators. So he's talking to Timothy, he's telling Timothy. Here's what it looks like, Timothy. And here's what I need for you to do, right? And we're going to read this. So in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2, starting with verse 2, here's what it reads. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred, they will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is God. I mean, what is good, excuse me. They will portray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride and love, pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. They, they are the kind who work their way into people's homes and win the confidence of a vulnerable, of vulnerable women who are burdened with the guilt of sin and controlled by, uh, by various desires. Such women are forever following new teachings, but they are never able to understand the truth. Now, this, this, this here is just, just loaded with a lot of stuff. But it gives indicators. And the reason why I'm bringing this here, bringing this up, because what I hear a lot from people is that James is hard out in the single seat. And here's what I tell people. It shouldn't be. Now, I know some people be like, nah, James, you're just, you're crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. Like, it shouldn't be. Now, I'm not saying it should be easy. What I'm saying is it should be simple. See, what Jesus told us is that my burden is light. So when he puts a burden on us, it's light because it's so truthful. It's just, it's so, it's so refreshing. It's so clear that you can't even, you can't even, you can't even confuse this thing. That's how simple this thing is. So, 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 so when Apostle Paul says, hey, this is what self-deceived people look like, right? Here's what, here's what he basically said. People who reject the truth subject themselves to self-deception. So, what are some of the indicators that he highlights, that he highlights here. Well, there's 12. Now there can be many more, 
but I'm gonna give you 12. So number one, the first indicator of self-deception is shows no honor to mother and father. Now I know there's people out there that be like, oh James, there you don't understand people's situation and, and things can be different. Listen, I look, I get it. I'm I'm totally understanding to a lot of different things. What Apostle Paul is saying is that it's not the exceptions, it's the rule. If both mom and dad are alive, do they honor? Now, here's what some people mistake honor with. Do they agree 100% with their parents? Oh, yeah, I agree with everything that they did. Listen, I don't agree 100% with how my mom raised us. I don't agree 100% with how my dad, you know, uh, 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 raised us or the lack thereof. But that's not what the Bible is saying. The Bible is saying, honor thy mother and thy father. Does the person have a certain reverence, a certain respect, a certain type of, 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 of honor that they display towards the parents, regardless of if they're right or wrong or if they've been wronged by their, by, by their, uh, their parents? See, this is more of a heart condition than, than anything. See, and there's people out here talking to other people and they're like, and they don't even ask those kind of questions, right? But they even, and even if they don't even ask the questions, but they, but the person, you know, discloses information, it never becomes a yellow or red flag to them. They're like, oh, well, you know, everybody's situation is different. Look, this is somebody that could possibly be in self-deception. And here's the deal. Here's what Apostle Paul says. Deception is so dangerous that he told him, he said, stay away from those people. You got to stay away from those kinds of people. Because if you get around them, they're going to deceive you and you're going to become self-deceived. It's like the blind leading the blind. The blind is going to lead the blind down the ditch. What sense does that make? But here's number two, lover of themselves. They're self-absorbed. Number three, very boastful. Number four, prideful. They're pride, closed-minded. That's, that's what it means. Number five, they're judgmental. Number six, speak negatively about others. Number seven, they despise what is good and promote what is negative. Number eight, they portray their friend's trust. Number nine, unforgiving and cruel in their attitude. Number 10, lack self-control and discipline. Number 11, lover of money and very materialistic. Number 12, lack self-awareness. This is what he said. And, and, and listen, and it's so, it's so obvious of how the, the problem with self-deception, right? It's so obvious, self-deception is so apparent that here's what they say. <laughs> Here's what here, Apostle Paul is acknowledging exactly what people are saying out in the world here. They act religious in verse five, but they reject the power that can make them God. They reject it. So let's put it, let's put it in more in practical. They there are people 
out in the world who wants the power, who wants a title at a job, who wants the husband, uh, the, the husband uh, privileges, but they just don't want the responsibilities. I don't want to have to be responsible for a woman's life. I don't want to have to be responsible for making the decision in a department for the company. I don't want to be responsible for if anything goes wrong that, oh, it's all going to be on me. But I want the title because that is exactly because I get in front of in front of other people, people will perceive me as, you know, as this, you know, hot shot. See, deception is very, is very, is very, very dangerous. Because what happens is you can, we can fall into this perception of what we think, but really lose touch with the reality of our life. See, we may think that we're being a good husband, but it's according to whom? Is it your wife? So, 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 you're, so you want your wife to tell you that? Because, hey, I don't know if that's, going to, if that's really a, 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 good, a good idea. Well, you want to be known as a great wife? What, according to your husband? Well, okay, let, let's, let, let's, hey, what, what if he doesn't think? And does that, does that mean you're not? See, you see, there's so, it's so it's, it, can be, it can be so subjective. But see, truth is not subjective. It's never changing. And see, when, we, when we're getting out into this, into this world, and we're like, why is all this confusion? Why is it so hard? Because the people, the, 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 the majority of people, not all people, because there's some great people out here. But what you got to understand that, see, as many great people there are, there's not so many great people too. See, but see, here's what Paul Paul is saying. They masquerade as though they are the good people. See, they masquerade as though they they want a relationship. But here's what, what here's what here's what the Bible says right here, verse two. For people will love, listen to this, only themselves. That's the difference of the world of the earth curse system versus kingdom. See, in kingdom, it's a partnership. It's about the other. It's about, it's, about, it's about positioning yourself for another person. Inclusivity. See, in the earth curse system, it's only about themselves. So that's why when you get on the phone or when you're interacting with the person and you're like, wow, man, it was great for the first three months, but then it went down, but it went into the tank. Well, that's why, because they were only lover of themselves. Well, they weren't who they say they were. Oh, they weren't, they, they weren't willing to compromise. Why? Because they were only lovers of themselves. 
Well, James, you know, I, I mean, I, I thought, I mean, he has all this potential and, and I'm with him and, and he says he likes me, but, you know, he, it just, it's taking him some time to really, you know, wanting to open up. Well, well, why is, why is it so hard and why has it been so long? I mean, why is it taking so long for him to realize how valuable I am to him? Listen, I, I, I don't have all the answers for you, but here's, here's a tip and here's what it probably is. I'm not saying it is, but take it, take it for what it's worth. He or she is a lover of themselves. What more do you need to know? Well, James, I, I've taken some time out to, 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 to write out some questions and really engage this guy and really engage this girl. And I'm trying to really understand them, but, but, they're, but they're just not seeing the value in me. Here's a secret. Why? Here's what it says, verse four. They will portray their friends. Be reckless. Be puffed up with pride. Lover of pleasure. You know, you know what the Bible's saying right here? They love more fun than they love the things of God. Oh, I just want to have fun, man. I, I don't want to have to pay bills. I don't want to be responsible for the woman. Hey, you know what? And even if and even if we get into the situation and we have a baby, she's going to take care of it or he's going to take care of it. I'm just going to live my life. Love or pleasure. Now, it's nothing wrong with having fun. But see, they put more emphasis on fun, more fun, more around themselves, how they feel, what they want, how they think, what they experience, and they want you to play into their world and their box, how you benefit them. And once they're no longer, once they feel that they can't get anything out of you, they move on to the next thing. Those are the 12 things. The 12 indicators that Apostle Paul highlights of how someone could be self-deception. Now, again, they're going to hide it. Again, the, the Apostle Paul said it. They're going to act religious. Jesus even said it. Hey, you're trying to kill me. And the Pharisees never denied it. They're just like, oh, we love God. Right? They're going to hide it. But how do we expose it? So when we're going into this friendship and we're getting to know somebody, how can we expose it? Well, that's what we're going to get into. But let's really talk about how this deception can really alter things. Here's some scriptures I want to highlight to you. First Corinthians chapter three, verse 18. Here's what it says. Stop deceiving yourselves. If you think you're wise by the world standards, you need to become a fool to be truly wise. That's in the New Living Translation. See, Apostle Paul, see, the Bible's already highlighted, right? Don't be deceived. Stop deceiving yourself. Well, I'm wise. See, it's puffed up. I'm, I'm wise. According to the world, I got my degrees. I got this. I got my, my credit scores up. My money game is tight. I'm Gucci. 
I'm Gucci James. Paul Paul said he ain't Gucci. Jeremiah, Jeremiah 49, 16. You have been deceived by the fear you inspire in others and by your own pride. You live in a rock fortress and control the mountain heights, but even if you make the nest among the peaks with the eagles, I will bring you crashing down. This is God. You have been deceived. By what? By the fear you inspire in others and by your own pride. The Bible's highlighted that, hey, we, that, that they're people. We've got pride. Close-minded. Galatians 6.3. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. So, I mean, look, I'm telling hey, these scriptures highlight so much. See, people keep thinking that it's all outside of them. And it's never outside of them. It's actually within inside you. Well, I don't understand why I'm not successful in my relationships. Well, because you're probably self-deceived. See, see, if you're thinking that, oh, I am a woman worth performing for, great. Okay, if you're worth performing for, then, okay, what, what does reality say? Oh, well, my worth doesn't come from them. I didn't say your worth came from them. But don't be deceived. That's what the Bible says right here. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Well, I want the woman to submit to me. Uh, what are they submitting to? It doesn't matter. They just need to submit. No, they don't. They don't need to do nothing. You're deceived, my friend. Proverbs 30, 12. Those who are pure in their own eyes and yet are not cleansed of their filth. See, again, it, it's, it's just... It's all about them. It's all self-absorbed. See, if you're going into this kingdom relationship about what, what about me? What is it that I'm getting from, from, from the situation? What value is he going to bring? See, there's people out there that will tell you to base your value on the, the amount of money you make, the title that you have. Uh, um, okay, what are you gaining from this situation? See. There are people who are going to promote these things. But see, that, that's not what the Bible said right here, right? Puffed up. They said, lover of themselves and their money. Materialistic. Their cars, their clothes, their shoes, their brand, their homes, their titles. Proverbs 12, 15, the way of a fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. 
See, they don't seek advice. And if they are, they're trying to seek it from people who are inferior, who, who's only going to tell them what they want to hear, not what they need to hear. See, but the wise is like, hey, you know what? Hey, I want people to tell me when I'm wrong. Because I'm not always right. I need accountability in my life. I need it. But James, you've been highlighting all of this stuff about the kingdom relationship, the process, self-deception, but you haven't given us What's the solution? Well, there is a solution. And here it is. It's John 16, 13. This is the New Living Translation. It says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. Now this text is loaded. Now it says that there's the spirit of truth. Now here's what's awesome. Now God is so amazing that not only does he love you and love me, he's like, look, I love you so much that I'm going to give you my spirit. And this is going to be a spirit of truth where when he comes, here's what it says, he will guide you into all truth. Not some truth, not a little bit of truth, not only spiritual truth, it says all truth. So are you saying that, the, that God's spirit can lead me into the truth of this person, can, re can reveal this person? Sure. Absolutely. That's just says right there. And check this out. Not only will he, will he lead you to truth, here's what it says. It highlights. I mean, this is just amazing. This is what Jesus highlights. He says, I'm not going to be here, but I'm but 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 God's going to send his spirit, his spirit of truth to you. And here's what it says: He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. And here, this this is amazing. This is amazing. Have you ever? told a friend something and that friend went back and told somebody else and it wasn't exactly what you told them. It's kind of like secondhand knowledge. Well, guess what? And there's a game and I've seen this game many of times where I, I remember watching this video. It was a couple of years back. It was on YouTube and it was these kids, middle, middle school kids. And it was like 15 of them in the line. And I remember uh, the teacher uh, told this child, right? At the end, it's like, all right, here's the, here's the sin. And you can only say it one time. So you can't repeat it five times. You only can say it one time, and then the person takes that and then repeat it and go down the line, right? So they go down the line. It's all 15 people. And once they get to the end, it was, not, it was nothing of what this person said. Well, guess what? That's not how this situation is. So the whole spirit ain't gonna be coming in and telling you about this person and the friendship, like, like, hey, you know, hey, let me tell you my thoughts. Hey, well, hey, let, hey, let me add to what you know what God is saying. No, no, no. He's going to say the exact words that comes exactly from the word of God. Exactly from God. 
which is, I want to highlight this, which is called Revelation Knowledge. This, in this scripture, is highlighting. This is where we receive Revelation Knowledge. People say, well, the Bible doesn't talk about, you know, courting. Because here's what the Bible says right here. He will tell you about the future. That's why. Because if, if, if God gave us all of the information, then what's the point of listening to God, right? We're going to be like, oh, well, we'll just go to this book and we understand, boom, boom, we follow it. It's like, it's like we become religious, right? We just, it's just like a routine. But see, man, we, see, it's a partnership. That's what God wants us to do, to rely on his word, not, not our own. So the Bible is saying that there's a spirit. It's the spirit of truth. And here's the question. I, gotta, I have to ask you this. So when you enter into this friendship, who's leading? Is it you? Is it the other person? Or is it God? And here's why I ask. Based upon who's, who's leading, the level and the amount of truth that's exposed will be determined on who's leading that friendship. Because if it's you, guess what? It's only going to be based upon your frame of reference, what you've experienced. And guess what it falls back into? Potential deception. Hey, guess what? If that other person is leading it, guess what's going to fall back into? Their own perception, their own perspective, what they've experienced. And here's the deal. You don't know if it was good or bad. So do you really want to subject yourself to that? Do you? That's the question you got to ask. Who's leading? Because and then the second question is, are you listening? Because here's what it says. He will guide. For him to guide, you have to be listening. But here's the question. Who are you listening to? Are you listening to the news? Are you listening to stats? Are you listening to the news anchor? Are you listening to your friends? Or are you listening to other people? Are you really listening to the spirit, the voice in your head? See, God will always expose truth sooner rather than later, but are you attentive? You must be attentive. See, if you're not paying attention, then you're not attentive. See, again, self-deception is, is whether if you're practicing or it's, not, it's, just, it's just a part of it. See, we reject. Rejection is just not outright rejection. That's not, that's not, that's not, that's not what this is. Truth can be exposed to you, but you can ignore it consciously or subconsciously and say, ah, ah, that's just me being emotional. But see, the question is, are you attentive? Are you paying attention? Are you listening? You gotta listen. Number three, you got to be paying attention to the self-deception indicators. 
hey, what, before I enter into a friendship, I need to know, is this person really self-deceived or are they, are they really operating from truth? Because I'm telling you, the voice will tell you, it will give you signals on the red flags. But you got to be paying attention. But here's what the Bible says. On truth. No human is of truth. The Bible just said it. Our heart is deceitful above all things. So there is no truth in this. We're deceived. Without, without the, the, the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, there's no truth. Now, there's some people who say, I'm just speaking by truth. Well, no, what you mean is you're speaking your facts. You're speaking facts. It's not truth. It's facts. Now, there's some people who go, ah, well, I don't want to hear about all that, James. I mean, listen, and look, this is this may not be for you. That's okay. Look, I'm not trying to make this uh, episode geared towards every single person because not every single person wants this. But look, I need to tell you the truth. No human is of truth. Not even me on this thing. God is the only source of truth. That's it. And once we understand where the source of truth comes from, then we will never fall into deception. And here's my point. Once you've been exposed to the truth and truth has been revealed and you still decide to neglect to for whatever reason, whether if it's Knowingly or unknowingly. Whatever happens, it's the wages of sin. We get what we deserve. Now, that doesn't mean I don't show empathy. I don't show sympathy. sympathy. I don't, like, I understand there's certain situations that, you know, for kids and for elders and for a lot of people, that I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about once a person knows they've been exposed and they're fully aware and they still reject, you get what you deserve. You're self-deceived. See, I was self-deceived at one point in my life. And I said, I can't do this anymore. I can't function like this anymore. This is too much. It's too much pressure. It's too much work. And the moment that I started to understand how kingdom functions and how this process works, I never looked back. Now, that doesn't mean I'm perfect. That doesn't, that doesn't mean I know everything. I don't know everything. And clearly I don't because my daughters remind me every day that I don't. And I'm okay with that, but I'm not confused. And you know what? You don't have to be confused. But the question is, who's leading? Is it you? Is it them? Or is it God? Because who's leading 
will determine the truth you exposed to. So with that, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this episode called The Problem with Self-Deception. Please subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel, and you have a great day. Thank you for listening in on today's episode. Please subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel.